uh, to your point that you're about to make, though, JJ, with Jimmy Stewart. Yeah. Allegedly, Jimmy Stewart was the only mother who would stand up to Hitchcock. Mm. And because he had an ego, too. Oh, Jimmy for Stewart. sure. Jimmy Stewart with Jimmy Stewart, right? Yeah. Welcome to the What's Up Verdict Podcast, where we fashion ourselves cinematic judge and jury. My name is JJ Crowder. I'm here with my co-host, Mattson Heiner. I'll set, I'll set, I'll set, I'll set. Better red than dead. <laughs> and Alec Burgess. <laughs> oh, let's get it. We appreciate you tuning in. Go ahead and hit that follow, subscribe, like, bell notification button. Hit all those buttons. Uh, tell a friend about us. Tell a peeping Tom about us. Um, help us grow the podcast. We appreciate it. Um, Please don't tell peeping Tom. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, dude. You know they would appreciate this podcast. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> I do. <laughs> um, yeah, so uh, let's talk about our sponsor first, guys. Our sponsor, still manscaped we appreciate them um for real for real if you are looking for a new year's resolution keeping your balls clean is the way to go so the resolution shouldn't be the only things that are well kept we want to make sure your balls are too 2024 is time for new heights new opportunities and a new look for your Times square balls <laughs> i love that manscapes lawnmower 5.0 ultra this guy right here this is every man's cheat code to look good feel good and turn the page on confidence this year whether you're looking to maintain a trim or go for the clean shave and look, this trimmer has you covered. Trusted by over 10 million men worldwide, including the three of us now, right? Um, I trust them so much. I bought a beard trimmer. I just haven't used it yet because it's fucking cold outside. Um, now's the time to get your grip on grooming with our exclusive offer. You can go to manscaped.com and use code THEVERDICT, all one word. If you're watching this, you can see it on our banner. scrolling there at the bottom. Um, get 20% off, free shipping. Have a happy new year, or is it happy new balls? Either way, works great. Um, so, what were you going to say? Man? JJ, a clarification. To, do all people have to shave outside, or is this a JJ mannerism? Because I don't. It's cold on his no. face when his face is clean shaven, dipshit. He's not shaving, <laughs> he's not shaving all of his beard off. He's just trimming. Yeah, but it's really long right now, so it keeps my face really warm. That's what that's what I mean. It's Dude, cold outside because that's what you went to. I thought he had to like he had to, he, was, he has such a such a mess. He's got to do it outside. I don't know. Uh, well, if you watched last week's episode, you know Matson had to sleep outside, so <laughs> that's probably why he's thinking about it. He could have used a beard like this. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I. I do need to do it though, because like this shit's getting in the way when I eat. It's driving me nuts. So. It's a little scary. I, I use my yeah. I use my manscape lawnmower with the little flashlight to make sure I could see outside. So it's very helpful. It's true. You can see in some dark crevices. That's right. Especially you when you're like fat it? like me. <laughs> That's why we keep them around. Uh, so yeah. Hey, look, we're continuing our month of AFI top 100 choices. Um, we picked a few, and then our Patreon Charles or guy pierce's south pole voted on them for us um and we're continuing this week and with rear window another alfred hitchcock classic some say it's his best movie um it was released september 1st 1954 it was written by john michael hayes and cornell woolrich it was directed by alfred hitchcock stars james stewart it's still weird calling him that. Jimmy Stewart. It's Jimmy Stewart, but he's listed. A, it's James. Anyway, Jim, Jimmy Stewart, Grace Kelly, Wendell Corey, Thelma Ritter, Raymond Burr, Judith Evelyn, Ross Bagdazarin, 
because that's the coolest name ever. And Georgine Darcy. It mm. is Grace Kelly. Yeah, Grace Kelly. A photographer in a wheelchair spies on his neighbors from his Greenwich Village courtyard apartment window. God, that's a mouthful. And becomes convinced one of them has committed murder despite the skepticism of his fashion model girlfriend. I don't think that's accurate. She gets on board pretty quick. I think it's more his knuckleheaded detective reluctant friend than his girlfriend because Grace gets on board. She's like, no, no, Jimmy's the man. Um, yeah, so another great choice here. Another Alfred. <laughs> Alfred. Yeah, check out the banner. I like it. Um, another Alfred Hitchcock classic. I like this one better than Psycho, what we did last week. Like, I hey. I thoroughly enjoy this film. And here's the crazy part. So I like this film. I didn't see this film until I was like 20, I want to say 28, 29 years old. This one took me a while. Part of that is because when I was graduate, right before I graduated high school, they did a remake of it um, with Superman, Christopher Reeve, and it was okay. The problem is, as much as I love Christopher Reeve, he is no Jimmy Stewart. And as much as I love, I can't remember who, the, the woman that played his girlfriend, she is definitely not Grace Kelly. But I love this film. Like, I think it's really good. I think part of what makes it so good is the dialogue. And then again, Hitchcock's timing. You talked about it during Alec during Psycho. Is, his timing is outrageous. And the fact that we have to, like, the way he pans from window to window visually in this film is so good to me. Because it's just basic movement of a camera. Like, it's not even, like, fancy you know, hanging cameras and shit. It was just moving it from one to the next. And we get to see, you don't hear the dialogue of what's going on in, in the other apartments most of the time. It's just so interesting. And I'm rooting for this fucking peeping Tom in this apartment. And I, it's just, I love this film. I really enjoy it. So great pick. I can't wait to continue talking about it for the next little bit. This was the first Alfred Hitchcock movie I ever saw. Mm. And so this one has a special place in my heart. I tell you, though, uh, what was I going to say? I forget. I lost my train of thought for a second. But <laughs> the this should be Alfred Hitchcock's rear window directed by Alfred Hitchcock and acted by Alfred Hitchcock. Because apparently he was giving directions by radio to everybody what to do. Really? The entire movie, he was in. They had little earpieces in, and he was in their head, going, "Do this, do that. Now move here." For the entire production, now, we talked a little bit last week how Alfred Hitchcock kind of a dick. Yeah, like, dude, living with that guy in my head. <laughs> I don't that care sounds how much horrible. Made me. Yeah, that would be like, I couldn't do it. But yeah, all these apartments were also like fully functional, for the most part. So I think Mrs. Lonely Heart actually had to live in her apartment for a month while well, they he, filmed. He would do that. <laughs> He's such an asshole. That's he was. Freaking, that's freaking hilarious. Um, well, let's get into the trivia then. Matson's trivia yeah. time. Where did Hitchcock make his one cameo uh, appearance? Which apartment? Uh, the piano guy. He's dusting the clock. Yeah. Alec, Alec knows it. Great job there. Okay. Uh, that was an easy and quick one then. How many um, nominations for Academy Awards did this movie receive? Ooh. I think it was four. I think four, too. It was four. Wow. Uh, 
the most notable were best director for Hitchcock, so pat on the back there, and then best screenplay uh, mm. for John Michael Hayes. Um, let's see. This is, this is just a fun fact. So Rear Window is considered one of Hitchcock's best and one of his greatest films ever made. It was added to the United States National Film Registry in the Library of Congress as being culturally, historically, and aesthetically significant in 97. So again, wow. congrats to you, Hitchcock. How much movie did this make at the box office? Or how, how much, much movie? How much money? Sorry. I'm pretty sure it was pretty bad, if I remember right. Like, I don't um, think it was a huge success. So I'm going to give you, I'll give you context. Give me a number between zero to 50 million. Wow, that much in the 50s? Uh, I'm going to say 4 million. 13. 36. Wow. So it killed. I mean, four. That killed. It freaking killed. Yeah. So that's why, I mean, I mean, that what's confusing to me having we did Psycho last week and this movie came up before Psycho. I'm for how successful this was. I don't understand why the budget cut for black and white for Psycho, if he had done this well earlier on, it's a little confusing to me because I was like, well, he could have said, well, I just made you a shiz ton of money. Like, let me do what I want to do if he was that much of a dick. But I don't, I mean, obviously I don't know the whole story there. So, well, I don't know if maybe Psycho's budget cut was like a forced budget cut or more of a like choice per se. And the budget cut was like, or the budget was a good enough reason to cut the film. But I do know for like this one, they spent a shit ton of money in production because yeah. all the apartments were functional. And then the ground floor of the courtyard is actually in the basement of the studio. They mm-hmm. tore out all the inner guts of the studio. So Jimmy Stewart's apartment's actually the f- floor, street level. <laughs> and that's on the second story. So they put in a lot of work to yeah, set the pr- way it was. The production budget was over just over a million, around a million dollars, which for the 50s, like you said, Alex, was significant. I mean, that's a ton yeah. of money. Uh, <laughs> is that JJ's neighbor? Yeah. Um, Fast uh, and the Furious <laughs> outside. Um, the last thing to your, your point, we were talking about that crazy set in the production. Now, one of the things that costed the most was the rain on set. He built like a legit fully functioning drainage system. So that was like real rain. And the more I continually hear about Hitchcock, like he, I mean, he went to bat for what he wanted to go to bat for. And he probably did give two flying F's like you either make it happen or I'm making your life a living hell. So yeah, makes great movies, but the last thing I wanted to say for me, and now that we're done with trivia time, is it was the I watched Psycho when we filmed that, and then I watched Rear Window the next day, and just the stark contrast of what Technicolor was. In some ways, the way Technicolor looked back then, it almost felt like t- too much color. Like it was so bright, it was so in your face, and I was like, oh my gosh, like this is amazing, and it was really. F- I was glad this movie wasn't in color because what this movie represented with the the cinematic presence of the camera and what it was showing with these apartments, it was cool to see the different, like basically little worlds that you were looking at. And so I really did appreciate that color was used for this movie because I think of black and white to me personally, it wouldn't have landed the same um, without seeing that rich environment that was presented. It had been shit if it was in black and white. Yeah. Because you miss out on so, so much. Yeah. I agree. Like you just, you wouldn't be able to tell everything like yeah. the, for instance, the, one of the most iconic scenes to me, when the dog scene happened, when there was the murder, everyone came out, the crying, everyone. And then 
the one I don't remember the actual gentleman's name, just the salesman. Our store wall. Yeah. yeah. And the little you could see they like a minute later, there was like, you know, who didn't come out? Everyone except and they show the scene where it's all black, but you see a little, a little like, bit of red. Yeah, a little his little pipe or whatever. And you're just like, Yeah, because in black and white, yeah, you would have seen the little white it, but it wouldn't have been to me, it would not have felt nearly the same. Yeah. Well, or, the ju- or like the 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 flowers, for instance, you couldn't even have yeah. that dialogue because you'd be like, "Well, yeah, great, but they just look slightly less gray." Yeah. No, I'm with full hundred percent with you on this one. It, it sounds like Alec is too. Like, there are very few occasions when I'm like, "Ah, black and white's okay." This would not be one of them. And I point to everything that you just said is is absolutely on point. I also point to the jewels, like when he's putting his mm. wife's like the big jewels mm-hmm. and the yellow jewels and stuff into that suitcase. Like it makes a difference. Otherwise you're just looking at shiny squares, right. That are black. Cause you can't tell I mean, you know what they are, but to this one, like, yeah, it's a really I talk, good point. Yeah. And I talked about in psycho, like I'm very visually overstimulated and, and I love that you brought it up, Matt. So you can go watch me play the last of us with these idiots watching Shinies. Me and, and I can't help myself. I see them and I have to like, and I see them all the time. Like I think it was a couple of times. I was like, I didn't even see that. Like, <laughs> cause I just, it just, I'm very visually overstimulated easily. And so this film for me is like amazing. It's one of the reasons I love it so much. Cause there's so, I see new shit in these apartments and in the courtyard every time I watch it, because I'm like, Oh God, it's in color. And if it was in black and white, I'd just be like, Oh, I'm paying attention to the characters, which is what I do in psycho. I'm listening to the dialogue hundred percent. I'm paying attention to the characters. This movie has far less dialogue in it than a psycho or a lot of his films, because it's about that visual aspect of him watching and being in the apartment with uh, Jeff and going, okay, what am I seeing? What are these triggers that make me feel like there was a murder and getting joy out of watching the torso freaking dance when, and all these guys yeah. trying to figure out, you know, I, and so I just love that aspect of this film is that it's all about this character and getting in that. And I think that's something that Hitchcock does well in general is puts you in the mindset or like makes you feel like you are the main characters. So, and he does it phenomenally in this one. So one thing I wanted to add, what's interesting about Technicolor is I use my chat GPT. It, they, it's a process of putting red, green, and blue um, those primary colors and using three separate film strips. So at times, especially earlier on when this was coming out during this time frame, things looked pro- like overtly vibrant. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think in this movie, it was probably intentional by Hitchcock to have such stark contrasts and colors for things to pop the way that they did, which I think is great. And I really liked the look, but I was like, man, this almost looks like too much color in a sense, but it was really fun and interesting about it. And then the other thing I want to add in terms of Alec talking about the set at times because the set was so built out and they had to create the illusion of a hot summer day on set. It at times it got up to like 120 degrees for like, you're just, so just this continued adding of like, man, Hitchcock, like he's just put people like in like a living hell in a sense. Yeah. I'm amazed yeah, JJ, JJ would have, films I'd have fucking sure, died. JJ would have died on set. I would have, I would have fucking shaved my entire face and still died. <laughs> uh, to your point that you're about to make, though, JJ, with Jimmy Stewart, yeah, allegedly Jimmy Stewart was the only motherfucker who would stand up to Hitchcock, mm. and because he had an ego too, 
Oh, Jimmy for Stewart. sure. Jimmy Stewart with Jimmy Stewart, right? Yeah. Um, so, but allegedly he would get into shouting matches with Hitchcock and Hitchcock would occasionally back down because, you know, Jimmy Stewart wants what Jimmy Stewart wants. Oh, yeah, it's Jimmy Stewart. Well, yeah. don't get me wrong. Like, you can read Jimmy Stewart was kind of a pain in the ass. And it was oh, terrible. The, the yeah. fourth. So it was in the second. This is the fourth collaboration between the mm-hmm. two of them. Yeah. Yeah, because he's the main guy in, in Vertigo, which I'm with Brittany. She talked about it last week. It's I, I think Vertigo and this are might be my two favorite Hitchcock films. The birds are it's hard for me to watch because I just don't like birds, but like which just is hilarious for our Patreon upcoming film. Like anyway, the Patreon yep. exclusive. If you want to make us watch a movie that sucks balls, like we're doing this month. Cinematic order, masterpiece. Go watch, go to our Patreon. You can check us out there and make us watch shit uh, for the right price. But yeah, I, I, because here's the other thing is I, apparently I just like assholes. Cause I love Jimmy Stewart too. Like there's very little that Jimmy Stewart's done that I'm like, I just love his characters. He's so charismatic and like interesting and that voice like so i i found it, it it is interesting to know but it's true they're both dick dickheads like difficult to work with one of the other things that it came up in the fun facts but was iconic to me in this movie you guys know our listeners i'm really and i didn't even talk about this last week with psycho the, the film score is phenomenal i mean mm. the use of strings and the, the suspense that was built but this movie was so different in the sense that uh they use a term called diegetic music where all that means is the actual music came from the set in the film. And so the piano was actually producing real music from that set to our listening ears. It wasn't scored over like most movies we hear about where things are happening and you're also hearing the music. And I thought that I didn't know that while I was watching, but now thinking about it, it just adds to the further realism. And we were experiencing the sound um, that. Uh, Jimmy Stewart's character was experiencing himself and it especially makes me think of that lady that the, the music literally saved her life and now she ended up with the piano player but I just thought that was really cool to call because another groundbreaking choice by Hitchcock to do something different mm-hmm. yeah he he definitely was a he changed cinema yeah for sure <laughs> yeah he Very also he changed it had his movie banned in certain cities in Switzerland because they felt it was an invasion of privacy. <laughs> I think it was because also the film prep, the, like the premise of the film. They didn't, they probably didn't want their neighbors looking at. Yeah. I think I, it, I, you get like some Sunday afternoon sleuth that wants to yeah. watch his neighbors to find a murderer. <laughs> didn't Just, Morocco also ban it because Grace Kelly was that princess? I, I don't see that on here, but you let's look it up. Well, it probably was. About. Yeah, that would make sense because they banned everything she did, didn't they? They banned a lot because they didn't want her, their princess being, you know, a movie star. Yeah. Grace Kelly. That, we should talk about her, too, because if Dude, there's she one had a person... life, holy shit, did she have a life? Yeah. Like, well, and not to mention, there are very few people that can steal a scene from Jimmy Stewart and she does it every fucking All time. All the time. Every time she's on screen with them, she steals it. Not only because she's amazing to look at, but she acts the shit out of that movie. Like, it's fun to watch her and listen to her. So, I mean, I forget every time until I watch a Grace Kelly movie. Because she also did a couple of Hitchcock films. Um, 
so I, she's amazing. Grace Kelly's outrageously good. So the internet has not confirmed that. All it says <laughs> is Switzerland. So I don't think so. But props to Morocco. You know, she yeah. was only didn't she get married when she was like twenty six or something? She looks so much older in this film. But in all the like these older she movies, they yeah, like they she she looks older than she looks like a, like a mature thirty like thirty five year old lady or something. But I I know in that time frame they up the way they dress and the way they look. I think they just look older than they actually are just due to the way that they dress and such. But I thought that was interesting. Cause I was like, no way she looks older than that, but she's also like a literal timeless beauty. Man. She did a lot with Hitchcock. I did. She did to catch a thief. She mm-hmm. did rear window dial in for murder. Damn. She did three movies. Yeah. Three collaborations. Wow. I don't think I've ever seen Dial M for Murder. I'm gonna have to look into that because I like Cary Grant too. But she, I've never. So for me, I don't think maybe I'd seen her in something else. But she, like you guys were talking about, she was awesome. But I also really like yeah. the uh, the nurse uh, that came <laughs> and gave him the mas- the massages. Uh, uh, she she added a lot of. I think what was nice this she had a lot of the humor that kind of broke up some of the the pace of this movie and it was needed because at times things felt a little little slow or maybe a little overtly serious and well placed where like if Alec were to direct a movie she's like Alec's go to where I feel like that's the type he'd be like yeah we need to throw in some of that and it was perfect. Mm-hmm. Yep. That her name was Thelma Ritter. She's funny. I I like this. I like the dynamic. This is another one too. And I guess Hitchcock has a couple of these, but like the characters are almost silly to a point. Like there and it's very rare that he injects a lot of comedy into his films, but this one has and I think some of it is because it's so slow when you're watching the different as intriguing as it is to watch the different apartments and things like that. When it comes back to the main characters, there's a lot of comedy, like when he's eating the thing that you're talking about and, and she's making the jokes about the chopping up the body and, and he stops with the bacon and starts sipping his tea. They're like, it'll spill out. <laughs> it's like, oh, God, like the comedy in it is very different than what you typically see in a Hitchcock film. You might see a bit here and there, but this one's pretty riddled with it. And it'll, she's it'll probably spill. a main piece of it, too. Yeah. It also keeps you off balance, right? Sure. Because you know something's coming. This is Hitchcock. Yeah. Like even in 1954, you knew something was coming. Yeah. But you didn't know when. And he kept you off balance with the jokes. And then you even have the like the newlywed couple, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. Where there's no dialogue, but the joke is there. And then I mean, just here and there, there's these little tidbits of comedy that are like, oh, maybe this isn't gonna be a normal Hitchcock movie. Maybe he's changing it up. Yeah, and then no, he's he's not. He's going straight Hitchcock. Oh yeah, which is beautiful. Yeah, 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 yeah. Great acting across the board in this one. the The guy that plays uh, Raymond Burr, Lars Thorwald, like very menacing for a character. You know, for a character that doesn't talk very much. You know, he's also very. He was Perry Mason. I don't know if you guys in the nineties. They had a Mm -hmm. there was a. Perry Mason was remade in the nineties and done. And he was Perry Mason, a bigger guy with a beard. That's how I always knew him. So when I found out, I was like, yeah, that's Perry Mason. I'm like, you shut the fuck up. That is not Perry Mason, but sure enough, it's Perry Mason. But I, I liked him because he's very like when he comes into the apartment, 
or that moment that you're talking about, Matson, where all you see is the little red dot of his cigar, and then like the lightning or like a light flash, and you just get the silhouette. Like he's just so menacing. He's like big and like, yeah, I liked it. So I just love this movie. I was going to say in our last podcast, I started to talk about this, but this is the movie that influenced Disturbia, uh, the 2007 mm. Shia LaBeouf movie. Um, and I just thought it was cool that they really took like the whole premise because of, of this movie and directly influenced that. And like we always talk about past cinema influencing modern cinema. And we all know the constant battles we have in this podcast of how we all really feel about that. Um, but I just thought it was cool to call out. Yeah. Yeah, Hitchcock's got quite a few that people have taken his storylines in some way, shape, or form. So I like it. All right, should we rate it? Let's do it. Do right, it. Alex, it's another choice of yours, buddy. You go first. <laughs> Man, are we starting 2024 off right or what? I'm telling you. Hello, Hitchcock. Um, <laughs> yeah, so like I said earlier, this is the very first Hitchcock movie I've seen. And like you guys both talking about the Lars Thorwald's scenes are some of the best ever the phone rings there's nobody there and then you get the footsteps going up the stairs and the light outside the door gets you know blocked by his bulk i mean it's just so good and hitchcock is the king of timing in my opinion i said it last week i'll say it again timing and pacing he is able to take you manipulate you twist all your motions around and still surprise you at the end of it um so this is going to be another five from me. Perfect movie. Let's let's do some more, guys. This is awesome. Yeah, I'm always down for some Hitchcock. Um, I'm also going to give this a five. I think if I give, you know, I gave uh, Psycho a five, and this movie to me is better than Psycho. I, I think it's more entertaining. It's more fun. It's more interesting. Um, I just thoroughly enjoyed it. It's, it's, again, it's probably my favorite top two at bare minimum Hitchcock film could watch it anytime. Um, just love Jimmy Stewart. Love Grace Kelly. I, I just love this movie. So five for me, definitely watch it again. Matt's and buddy. All right. Same questions last time. Predictions on my rating. Dude, as high as you gave psycho, I'm thinking it's you're going to give it the be first five. 1975. No, I like what? Psycho. I like Psycho more than I like this movie. Remember, Psycho would have been a five if it was in color. This movie's a four for me. Um, so I mean, Psycho is a perfect like Psycho is amazing. I'm a, I'm I will say this. I'm going to watch Psycho again. Like wow. it's in my again watchable. Psycho is a good movie. Mm-hmm. Rear Window for me, like for me, the pace was a little slow for me. It just just give me my gut reaction. It felt a little slow in the ending. While it was good, I, I just, for me, I felt like I knew it was coming and I wanted it to come faster. And I know Alex is going to be breathing in his grave hearing that, but yeah, just. Burgess Motel. But like for me, like the difference and to go back to last week with Psycho, like the way it ended, I knew, I knew he was going to be the mom, but I really what I didn't expect is the way they had like that psychiatrist talk about it. That, it was just really cool to me. I was like, you know, they didn't have to have that exposition, but it was intriguing. And then they ended with his face and then the grandma superimposed over it. I was killer. I was blown away for this one. The 
for whatever reason, when Lars came in, like, dude, it was menacing. I knew it was, he was like, like, what do you want from me of that whole conversation? And then I don't know, maybe it's just Jimmy Stewart just being in a wheelchair and couldn't battle back as much or like the way that they filmed it. And he kind of looked like he was like a whiny little boy getting strangled. I don't whatever it was just didn't have the aura of the ending that that I was hoping for. It's still a solid movie. I think I may even watch this one again. It was just a little slower if they had maybe chopped out 10 or 15 minutes of some of the camera pans. But I know that was revolutionary. That's what this movie was. But if it was like an hour and 50 minute movie, if it was like an hour 35 and some of that was gone, I probably like awesome. So there you go. Fair enough. Hey, look, we got fours from Matson on two very old movies. Uh, I'll take what I can get, dude. I'm proud of you, man. Like this is like connection on a level we haven't had for. A they're while. good. Like they're good movies. <laughs> Psycho is generally in it. Like it's an amazing movie. Yeah, I, I'm it, excited. I think it's you should to the watch point more. where I'm gonna go. You know, I, Tate, we're gonna like we're probably watching Vertigo this week, which should, to, our, to our listeners should be a shocking thing. So wow. Yes. I'm excited for you. You have to let me know. Unless know you hate it. Would and then what would get him to watch old movies done a month ago? Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. there is a line to my maturity as I've texted my co-host that the silent film era <laughs> don't really have a desire to go there. And I don't even think our listeners really want us to go there. So we'll probably not. <laughs> We're done, going back. We've done it a couple times. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm in, I'm intrigued to see what hear what you think of Vertigo. If you hate it, don't tell me. I'll just pretend that you loved it. But I, I think you'll like it. It's good. Um, yeah, that's this. I'm almost speechless. I love this. But uh, I'll find my words just in time to tell you guys again about Manscaped. So go and get 20% off and free shipping with the code The Verdict. All one word at manscaped.com because nothing says Happy New Year like a deal that leaves your balls and your budget feeling refreshed. Uh, mm. Embrace the new you. And definitely embrace a new trimmer, courtesy of Manscaped. Look, we got the 5.0s. All of us have had them. Um, I liked it so much. I went and got the beard trimmer. Maybe next episode, I'll have a less, little less on the face. It's getting a little annoying because I end up eating half of my mustache when I eat. So it's that's how I know it's time. when, But wintertime, it usually stays long. Anyway, we'll see. Um, but, yeah, there it is. As always, we appreciate you tuning in. We'll catch you on the next one. Wait. Still love you, baby. Cinematic.